Hello and welcome to Season Saviors episode 15. Uh, I'm Ian Whitfield, joined here once again by Shane. Shane, as always, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Ian. We've actually flown through this fantasy season. Yeah, it's actually gone by really quickly. Already here in week 15, two, uh, three weeks remaining, so that should be really interesting. So you want to start us off with your uh, first stardom this week? Yeah, actually, I uh, my first stardom is someone you might not have heard of, uh, Justin Jackson, who's a running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. He did have a bit of a down week last week, but uh, with a Thursday night game this week, uh, Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon both a little banged up from the last couple weeks. Melvin Gordon looking like he's not going to play. Uh, Austin Eckler's questionable. That means Justin Jackson would step in as the number one running back for this team. And for the Chargers, they love to give their running backs the ball. Catches out of the backfield, you know, rushes up the middle to the outsides. They like getting their running backs involved because they have a good receiving core that, that they need to establish a running game to be able to get them the ball as well. So I could ex see him being a workhorse back if Austin Eckler does not go in Week 15 and the Kansas City finds himself in a bunch of uh, shootouts this year, like the Rams and teams like that. So I could see Justin Jackson having a great fantasy week, possible running back one potential with Justin Jackson. Uh, I like him in this week against uh, against Kansas City on Thursday night. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he's a great play, especially with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler's timetable still uh, questionable. Uh, I'm going to start us off with DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Um, he's the new wide receiver one kind of in uh, Carolina with Devin Funches basically being non-existent. Um, he's, Funches has been struggling heavily, and Moore has stepped right into that role. Olsen is also out, so it's always that's always been a good thing in the past for the number one wide receiver on the Panthers. As last year, Olsen um, was out for a while, and Funches emerged as a star wide receiver there over uh, Benjamin. Um, so it's going to be a good thing as the new number one wide receiver in Carolina, DJ Moore, should be able to do really well this week, especially against a Saints team that is extremely uh, wide receiver friendly, as I've mentioned in the past. They've allowed the most total yards per game to wide receivers and the most points per game, fantasy points per game to wide receivers as well. Moore can easily go off this week and could easily see 20 or north of 20 points and could be like a top five wide receiver play this week. Yeah, I really do like DJ Moore. Uh, you know, even on a bad week, he's still having like four or five touches, you know, good amount of yards because he, he does get the – they like to get the ball in space to him. And the defense having to worry about Christian McCaffrey as well gives DJ Moore a huge opportunity. Uh, jumping right into my second stardom, I have Bra Brandon Cooks of the Los Angeles Rams. You know, coming off of a really down week, held to 22 yards, but a good matchup this week at home on Sunday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, uh, this is 22 yards was the lowest amount he's had this year besides the week he got a concussion. Uh, but he's put up huge numbers. He's a deep threat for this Rams offense that really likes to push the pace and they score a lot of points. Um, I could see him having a bounce back week knowing that they didn't use him and, and the Rams did not look good this week, but... Uh, I definitely see a bounce-back week for him. Uh, Philadelphia is bottom five in the league against receivers and fantasy points, so it's a good matchup for him, especially in Los Angeles. Uh, so it it also didn't help that they were playing Chicago this week, which is uh, probably the best defense in the league. I mean, their cornerbacks force turnovers the whole game, and uh, that front seven is insane. So uh, I expect Brandon Cooks to have a bounce-back week and definitely start him if he can. Yeah, I was considering uh, one of my Ram oh some Ram wide receivers is my um, stardom this week, but there's just so many options there, so that's always a good play. Um, I'm a secondly, I have Allen Robinson, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Um, he's had a kind of a down year overall. He's after coming off that um 
season-ending injury in the week one of last year. Uh, he's barely inside the top 40 in points totals as a wide receiver. But this week he has a really easy matchup as the Packers, and he is still the wide receiver one for the Chicago Bears. They have other options like Anthony Miller, Miller and Taylor Gabriel along with Trey Burton there. But Allen Robinson still seems to be the wide receiver one that Trubisky likes to go to. The Packers have allowed the second most touchdowns per game to opposing wide receivers and the fourth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers as well. Um, the Packers do not have any lockdown players in their defense really that you like you see and you go, oh no, there's this guy on the Packers defense. So I could I could see Robinson finally snapping and um, putting up a lot of points this week, kind of along with uh, DJ Moore. And you could see both of them within top five, uh, top seven uh, in total points this week for uh, wide receivers. So I'm excited about Allen Robinson this week, especially as I have him uh, against Mr. Schwartz and the uh, student teacher uh, fantasy league, as I'm sure you're going to talk about in a little bit. But that's all I got for this start. I'm Shane, you want to uh, finish this off? Yeah, speaking of the fantasy, Student Teacher Fantasy League, it's a two-week playoff, which uh, so it's not, you're not out of it even though you are down right now. Yeah. Uh, my final stardom is Tyler Lockett. Uh, going wide receiver heavy this time, you know, two wide receivers in my stardoms. Tyler Lockett has had a touchdown in all but three games for Seattle. Um, he's got a good week, week 15 matchup against San Fran, who is bottom – Bottom three against fantasy wide receivers. They've they've allowed nine touchdowns this year to opposing wide receivers in the last four games, which is insane. And their defense is not looking like it's going to get any better. Uh, he's, Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind. They're looking like a pretty solid playoff contender. Uh, that defense has looked really good, forcing some turnovers uh, last night, Monday night football. And Tyler Lockett has really, really emerged as a wide receiver one for that team. Uh they were hoping he'd do it this year, and he does. He also returns punts, which is also an added bonus. You know, he could score the occasional punt return touchdown, if which is a, you know, you don't expect that from a, a typical wide receiver. And it's a good matchup this week. I really do like the match. Even though he only caught five for 42 last night, uh, they expect a real, uh, a real good bounce back week, especially against this bad San Francisco team. And the Seahawks are looking to jump, jump right into a, the playoffs and solidify their role this season. Yeah, I mean they're having a nice season at eight and five, especially with that impressive win last night. So I mean I think the Seahawks aren't really like a, a joke, but I think they're a team that you can kind of look out for to uh, make a little run here in the playoffs. Um, my last starting for the week is Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, give me some Lamar this week. I mean, 15.9 points or higher in all of his last four games. He also has 70 plus rushing yards in all of those games too. So that's going to tack on at least seven points per game, along with the fact he racks up rushing touchdowns too. So there's some also some free points. Even though he's not the best thrower of the ball, as I'm sure everyone's aware, he's a good fantasy play. Just because it's like having a starting running back at quarterback, he's going to rack up fantasy points for you too. Not to mention he can maybe tack on a few uh, passing yard points and maybe a passing touchdown point or two, even though he's going to throw some interceptions. Uh, this week they take on the Buccaneers, who in the passing categories are second most passing touchdowns allowed to quarterbacks and the sixth most total fantasy points per game to quarterbacks too. Lamar has a great rushing ability, as I already mentioned, so that'll tack on to uh, the week that he could have in the passing game. So I'm kind of looking at this week as Lamar Jackson is going to be a rusher, obviously, first, but I think he's going to get some more passing points than he's used to getting against a very tragic Buccaneer secondary. So I think Lamar Jackson could go off this week and is a great play if you're still in or if you're still competing in like your consolation bracket or fantasy uh, uh, real playoff bracket if you have a quarterback that you really don't like this week in matchups. So Lamar Jackson, great find, and I really like him this week. 
Yeah, Lamar Jackson has really uh, improved the Ravens' offense. You know, without Joe Flacco, they've looked a lot better. And I, I really do like him this year, especially since the running running potential he has, even though uh, Josh Allen is outrushing all QBs right Josh now. Josh Allen is outplaying every single quarterback right now. <laughs> okay. Okay, Bills fan. Uh, jumping right into the sit-ems, uh, the first one, uh, I think I believe he might have been a starter for me last week, Adrian Peterson. Uh, seeing Mark Sanchez come out, I was thinking uh, Adrian Peterson was going to be a, a, a workhorse back, but he only racked up 19 yards on 11 touches. And now he has to go against the Jacksonville defense that, although they have been up and down this year, is still a really good defense. And the Redskins offense, with minus a QB, you know, you don't even know who's going to start this week, if it's going to be Mark Sanchez or the guy who came in uh, – drawing a blank on his name, but just didn't look good. They got blown out by New York at home last week. Uh, Saquon Barkley absolutely went off. But Adrian Peterson, is just, it's just not a good week for him considering there's no passing threat because it's not like the Redskins have a top-tier wide receiver on their team. Uh, overall, it's, they're going to be expecting Adrian Peterson to get the ball so they can load the box and just stop him down, or shut him down on the on the rushing game, which would is going to be terrible because if you force him to pass, expect a lot of turnovers from the Redskins, especially with the secondary Jacksonville has. So it's just not looking like a good week for Adrian Peterson. So if, if you can find someone else to start, I would, you know, consider Justin Jackson or some of the other guys we mentioned. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, So I'm going to start us or I'm going to start myself off with uh, some sit-ums here with uh, Aaron Jones running back for the Green Bay Packers. I love this guy. I absolutely love this guy. I've been preaching throughout all these um, podcasts that we've done that you need to pick him up on your uh, waiver wire, and even if he wasn't performing, you had to be patient. And if you were patient, it paid off. This guy is a running back one, high running back two option if you already have some guy, um, like someone like Todd Gurley or something like that. But this week he has a really bad matchup. And I mean, it's so hard to be confident playing someone against this Bears defense. Like if Todd Gurley's putting up 8.8 fantasy points against the Bears defense, that that's scary. Like that's that's a really bad week for Todd Gurley. And and I had him in a numerous amount of leagues, and he only had eight points. So I, it really hurt me, and it scares me this week, especially as an owner of Aaron Jones in multiple leagues. Um, the Bears have allowed the fewest fantasy points per game fantasy, er, fantasy points per game to uh, running backs, and they've only allowed two rushing touchdowns all season, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, the fact that the next closest, I believe, is six, and that's like a two-way, that's like a three-way tie with a few teams. So... That's just ridiculous, and they've also allowed the third lowest yards per game to running backs, total yards per game to running backs, too. So Aaron Jones, someone that gets receptions also, probably won't see production in that category either. Jones is a great play in other weeks, but I have to, you ha- I have to caution you this week. I don't think Aaron Jones can really be a safe play this week, and if you do need to play him, I, I can't see him uh, like maybe a mediocre flex this week at best. So I really, if you unless you need to, I would not put Aaron Jones in your lineup this week. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good call. Uh, getting into my second guy here, I have Marcus Mariota of the Tennessee Titans. Um, even though he they still got the win last week, uh, Derrick Henry absolutely put up insane numbers. You know, over 200 yards rushing, four touchdowns. So Marcus Mariota was kind of just forgotten about in this game. Uh, he did complete 18 of 24 passes, but for only 162 yards, and he also threw an interception. Mariota has not been good since his rookie year. That was his best year in the NFL. And he just hasn't been able to produce uh, a quality of amount of games in a row. He has not been consistent at all. You know, one game he'll have three touchdowns. The next game he'll have three interceptions. It's just, well, you don't want your 
tight you don't want your touchdowns to interception ratio being like a one to one or even having more interceptions than you do touchdowns. And he's going up against the Giants defense that looked tremendous. I will say that it was against Mark Sanchez, but they did look very good against the Redskins offense uh last week. Um they're also and they're at New York, so it, it is a home field advantage to the Giants who are looking to, you know, continue a winning streak and possibly, you know, uh have a chance at the playoffs. I don't know. But uh, the Giants have looked a lot better uh, recently, and I expect them to continue this hot streak. And Marcus Mariota, uh, I don't believe, is going to be a good factor this week in fantasy football. So if you can, there's plenty of other quarterbacks you can find to start. I would go ahead and go with them. Yeah, that's true. Um, so secondly, I have T.Y. Hilton, wide receiver for the Colts. Um, I would not. I know it says sit is the category, but I would not bench T.Y. Hilton. But I would heavily lower your expectations this week. The Cowboys have looked amazing and recently against um, almost all offenses. Holding the Saints to single-digit points is ridiculous. And they looked great against um, the Eagles on, um, what was that, Sunday night or Monday night? At the Sunday night, sorry, Sunday night. So, I mean, I th- I, T.Y. Hilton, um, he's going up against, even though he has luck as his quarterback, the Cowboys' defense has just looked so good. Third lowest number of catches to wide receivers all year. Third lowest fantasy points to wide receivers all year. Um, they're extremely hot right now. I don't want to mess with this team. I don't. I would not bench T.Y. Hilton personally, but if I'd lowered him to flex consideration, kind of like Aaron Jones, even though I said bench Aaron Jones, which I probably will in a few leagues. Um, but that's all I got on T.Y. Hilton. I just I can't see him having a productive game against uh, the Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. T.Y. Hilton's not looking like a good matchup this this week. Uh, finishing it off for my Simmons, I have Cortland Sutton of the Denver Broncos. Looking like he could have had some great fantasy potential, but this Broncos offense is just not good with Case Keenum having a, a pretty down year, uh, especially since you know they've lost Emmanuel Sanders, traded away Demarius Thomas. Looked like Cortland Sutton had the chance to step up and be the number one, but last week only caught two of six targets for 14 yards. Um it was not a good game for them. And now they're coming up against the Broncos. I mean, sorry, they're going against the Browns, you know, who isn't the greatest team in the league, but they still got guys like Denzel Ward who can who are pretty good cover corners. And uh, Case Keenum has just not been the same since coming to Denver, and the Denver offense has just not looked good this year. Uh, you know, Cortland Sutton's going to now get the best uh, corners on him, so uh, I just don't expect him to have a good week against the Browns, especially since rookie Denzel Ward is having a terrific year. Yeah, Denzel Ward is having a great year. Actually, kind of a defensive uh, rookie of the year consideration. Obviously, there's players that are making bigger impacts, but he's still in that consideration. So that's something that is impressive and that you have to give credit for. Um, my last sit for the week is Evan Ingram, tight end for the New York Giants. He was one of the top fantasy tight ends that you could have drafted this year on based on draft boards. Um, and he has disappointed heavily, and I'm so happy I did not draft him in some leagues. I was considering drafting him because I thought the Giants, like almost everyone else, was going to have a great year this year. The draft is Saquon. They uh, got Willie Hernandez out of um, oh, UTEP. UTEP, thank you. That's what I was thinking of. And um, that everyone thought, oh, this is going to be – they're going to have a good year. They got good pieces around them. And I was wanted kind of wanted a part in that offense, but like a lot of fantasy owners, very disappointed by Evan Ingram. And Eli Manning. And Eli Manning, for that matter. But as I was saying, there's a lack of depth at the tight end position, though. So even if you did draft Evan Ingram, he's most likely still your starting tight end to this day. Unless you picked up someone like a Ben Watson or 
and Eric Ebron or Jared Cook if you were lucky to get them early enough. But with that said, Evan Ingram is most likely still your fantasy tight end. I even if you don't have any other options, I would just I can't play him this week. Even like the fact that he might have two, he might even have two points this week. There has to be someone on your waiver wire. That is, there's no way that someone has three tight ends on their roster or something. So there has to be someone available that could probably do better than Ingram this week. They play the Titans, who are stout against tight ends. No passing touchdowns allowed to tight ends all season, and the lowest total fantasy points per game to tight ends all year. Ingram should be benched. There's just no other way to say it. That You have to pick someone off the waiver wire. Ingram has a horrible matchup this week against a Giants team that is basically out of it. Uh, they just, they're, they're not really playing. They went off last week against the Skins, but... It, it was Saquon that went off against the Skins, to be completely honest. And, I mean, the Giants' defense played pretty well. But then again, it's the Skins on their four-string quarterback. So, uh, do not play Ingram this week. Someone off the waiver wire. That's all I got to say on that. Uh, should I start a, finish this off with some waiver wires, and then we'll jump into the student teacher league? Absolutely. All right, sounds good. So, I'm going to go to one of your stardoms from earlier. Uh, Justin Jackson, running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. Gordon and Eckler out with an uncertain time frame. Jackson has workhorse potential. It's always something you want to look for in your fantasy running backs. Only owned in 40% of ESPN leagues. He's a great flex play until Eckler or Gordon returns. Um, I think he's definitely worth a pickup. I mean, I picked him up in a couple leagues al- along with um, that backup Steelers running back and Spencer Ware on the Chiefs once uh, Kareem Hunt was cut and James Conner is out maybe one more week, which I sure hope he's not just for the student teacher league's sake. But um, Justin Jackson, great pickup, workhorse potential. Good flex play, I mean, if you really need them. So, Justin Jackson, good pickup. Secondly, Elijah McGuire, running back, New York Jets. Isaiah Crowell left the game early with an injury, so McGuire got lots of touches. He put up 17 points on the Bills, who's a pretty good defense. That's not even me being biased as a Bills fan. They just have a very solid defense, and they looked impressive. I mean, Crowell out, is out indefinitely, no time frame. So, McGuire, workhorse potential again, and... He's only owned in 11.7% of ESPN leagues, which is of extremely no number. So in 9 out of 10 leagues, you can get this guy. I mean, I'd pick him up too. I, I mean, I have numerous running backs that I've already picked up off the waiver wire, so I did not pick him up in any leagues yet. But with Spencer Ware, if Spencer Ware does not prove to keep being productive, 17 points after putting up single digits before that, I might pick up some Elijah McGuire and see how that goes with the New York Jets for the rest of the season, especially when they're not going to want to risk the health of um, Isaiah Crowell. Lastly, Deshaun Hamilton, who exactly 5.5% owned in ESPN leagues, wide receiver, Denver Broncos, Emmanuel Sanders out for the season, torn Achilles. We figured that out as we were podcasting last week, I believe. Um, so now new options are emerging in Denver. Sutton, as you mentioned earlier, Shane is one of your sit has not taken over as the dominant wide receiver yet. He's has not really emerged as the guy that the the Broncos really thought he was going to be. He was doing. He was being more productive as the wide receiver three on the Broncos than he's been as the wide receiver one and two. So that kind of shows that against these elite tight ends, Sutton hasn't really put up numbers yet. I think that over time that'll change. I think Sutton is a good wide receiver. I think he's going to be one of the better ones that we'll see in the league in the years to come. But for now, I think I kind of like Hamilton a little bit more. Um, he's looked great. He looked great in that game. Seven catches with the touchdown, put up 18 points, and had a lot of targets too. Because the top quarter cornerbacks, as I mentioned, are focused on Sutton. Sutton hasn't really been able to get that uh, exposure or space, so it's leading to Hamilton being an option out of the uh, out wide. He's only owned 5.5 percent of leagues, as I mentioned. I think he's really worth a pickup. I picked him up in a league. I, th- I think I picked him up in two leagues. It might have only been one. 
but I picked him up in at least one league, and I am starting him this week in that league too, in a league that I only have three losses in. So it's not even like that's just a league where I'm like, eh, what's not played Deshaun Hamilton this week? I think this guy, I'm excited by this guy. I did watch him play a little bit on NFL Red Zone, and I can say I really like him. So if you need a wide receiver, go ahead and uh, give him a look if you wanted him. Shane, uh, student teacher fantasy league, we can try to break down how I'm going to get back into it. Uh, getting back into it is a is a big term for you. Down 35, is Schwartz put up 165. No, no, no. Amari Cooper <laughs> is beating me. Yeah, week 14 was a good week for Mr. Schwartz as he put up 165.3, which is a, a tremendous week considering he's playing the one seed, you, Ian, who only put up, which is, you know, still a decent week. I, I, had, a good, a, I had a good week. Putting up 130 isn't bad. You don't, you'd be in a great game with the other side of the bracket. So, I mean, I wouldn't be, it's nothing to be ashamed of. You definitely can put up uh, around the same numbers uh, as you're projected to get another 135 this week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a two-week fantasy bracket. Um uh, yeah, so it's it's a big week for you as you're the only student in the in the playoffs for uh, representing us. So uh, really uh, pulling for you, considering I'm not in the playoffs, which is a uh, very sad uh, thing. It's I got the number for those who know I had the number one pick. You know, I particularly do not like the number one pick, but uh, well, there's always next year, I guess, for me. There's always next year. Yep, <laughs> being juniors, you know, we'll get them next year. Uh, the teacher teacher matchup. Corn put up 131.8. As he leads Team Eifler, uh, Eifler only uh, put up 98.5, uh, projected another 97. So I, uh, I question whether or not he's paying attention to his league. I mean, he is now the basketball coach, so I can see some excuses there. Corn's got a a decent, a good lead, uh, looking like a favorite t- uh, to be in the the championship. Uh, whether it's you or Mr. Schwartz or Eifler or Corn, it's going to be a good matchup considering. All, yeah, all the games are still close. It, I mean. Schwartz obviously up 35. That's not really that close, but it's still open, you know. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but my team was 10-3, and three, and I do have possibly have James Conner coming back this week, so that's something. People have down weeks. Yep, you never know. Maybe yeah. Amari Cooper will not be good this week. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need one of those. Yeah, he's been good since joining Dallas. So, I mean, that's all we have for today. We're not going to go through the uh, consolation bracket. I don't think you guys really want to hear about that. So that's all we have for today. See you guys next week on week 16 where we'll figure out who is in our student teacher league final. Uh, Thank you.